Welcome to Tie Cats today on the Tie Cats Audio Network for this Wednesday, August the 4th, 2021. No practice for the Hamilton Tiger Cats today. No, they are on a plane on their way to Winnipeg because tomorrow they open their season. Yes, less than 24 hours away, depending on when you're listening to this. Could be more than 24 hours, but about 24 hours, let's say, away from the Tie Cats opening their season in Winnipeg against the defending Grey Cup champion in the Winnipeg. Blue Bombers. Lots to get to on that game. We're going to hear from Tommy Condell, the offensive coordinator. We'll hear from Simone Lawrence as well. We're going to run through the depth chart as the uh, Ticats released that earlier today. We'll highlight the uh, injured list. A couple of maybe surprises. At least one surprise for sure on the six-game injured list. We'll get to that in just a second. And uh, we'll wrap up the show when the Hamilton Spectators' Steve Milton drops by. We'll get his thoughts on the game. Uh, I mentioned the depth chart being released, and I do want to start with the injured list because a a couple of starters, guys you would have expected to be the starters on the injured list, but it's the six-game injured list we're going to start with here because Braylon Addison and Devere Posey, both on the six-game injured list. And the the, the Devere Posey one might not be as big of a surprise, but still, Coach already ruled him out for this game. But Braylon Addison being placed on the six-game injured list Seems pretty significant. A 1,000-yard receiver uh, was obviously going to start if he was healthy. Uh, So a big loss there with the loss of Braylon Addison. We'll get to the depth chart in just a second. But as mentioned, Devere Posey also on the six-game injured list. And just running down the one-game injured list, highlighting some guys who who likely would have started this game if if healthy. Uh, Tunde Adelike, Don Jackson, uh, Chris Frey Jr., Cariel Brooks, Chris Van Zyl, Ted Laurent all likely starters that the Ticats will be without uh, in this one. So the depth being tested early for the Ticats. Also on that list, uh, Jake Burt, Tim White, Kyle Wilson, Malik Carney, uh, all on the one-game injured list. So a couple of surprises on that one. Running down the depth chart here on offense, no surprises up front for the Ticats, I don't think. Uh, if you've been listening, if you've been reading what uh, Steve Milton has been putting out there, what other people at practice have been saying, uh, from left to right uh, up front on the offensive line, we got Tr- Trevion Tate, Brandon Revenberg, Darius Sirocco playing center, at right guard Jesse Gibbon, and uh, Okafor, that's K Okafor, at right tackle. Again, no Chris Van Zyl, big loss, 14-year CFL vet. Talked to him the other day. He's feeling hopeful. He's feeling encouraged, uh, but just wasn't ready to go uh, for this one. Your receivers? Again, your wide receivers, you got Jalen Acklin, no surprise. David Ungerer, the third, good Canadian. You got him there out there for the ratio. Uh, slot backs, you got Marcus Tucker, Jalen Marshall, and Speedy B. At quarterback, we already know this, and we're going to hear from uh, offensive coordinator Tommy Condell in just a second, but it is Jeremiah Masoli. Coach wasn't throwing us off. It's Jeremiah Masoli who will be starting at quarterback. Dane Evans backing him up. At starting running back, we got another Canadian in Sean Thomas Erlington. Again, some people may forget just how good of a season Sean Thomas Erlington was having before he got hurt back in 2019. He's going to be motivated to go. He's going to be excited to have a really good season. And then Nico Kalinic at fullback starting there as well, another Canadian. On defense, up front, the front four, uh, we got Jagarit Davis. Jagarit Davis, no surprise. Obviously, he's going to ready to come out there. Going to try to build on what he did last season, which was just outstanding. Eddie Wilson, the second, if you've been listening to us this week, you might have picked up on, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure if Teddy Laurent was going to go. I I was looking at a guy like Eddie Wilson, the second in that role. 
Dylan Wynn had a lot of really good things to say about him. I'm going to see if I can find that clip for you in just a bit, but uh, a, a lot of good things to say. Uh, about Eddie Wilson the second and in fact I, I do have that clip here for you uh, we talked to Dylan Wynn who was going to be starting alongside him uh, just to get his thoughts on uh, on what he thought of playing alongside a guy like Eddie Wilson the second he's a he's a baller um, everyone in our room is ballers uh, we had the lucky situation where we had a very full room coming into camp and I don't think that there's a single guy uh, in our room that couldn't you know make legitimate plays in this league and other leagues and we have a lot of weapons and uh, it's, it's cool when guys get the opportunity to, you know, shine and they get their shot. And um, like we say, man, it's, it's next man up. We're ready to roll. And I'm very excited to work with him. So as you can tell, there's a a lot of praise there for someone uh, that he's played with alongside. Again, we're running down the depth chart here on Ticats today on the Ticats audio network. Louis B, the digital host. Thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Make sure to check us out. At TyCats.ca, we had a ton of great announcements yesterday. Uh, we're gonna get, to, we're gonna refresh you on those ones in just a little bit. But uh, yesterday we had a great day down here at uh, Tim Hortons Field. R.J. Broadhead, the new play-by-play voice, uh, was with Luke Tasker. I was working a lot with Andy Fantuz. We can't wait for our first broadcast tomorrow night. It's gonna be a 7:30 pregame show on TyCats.ca, the TyCats All Access app and on terrestrial radio at 900 CHML. So we can't wait for that first broadcast. I know a lot of people have been working behind the scenes to bring you that. All right, let's focus back on the depth chart here. As we left off on that front four, which Garrett Davis, Dylan Wynn, as we just heard, with a lot of praise for uh, for uh, Eddie Wilson the second. Julian Hauser, no surprise there on the defensive end. Up the middle at, uh, at uh, Will Linebacker, we got Simone Lawrence. Again, one of the longest-serving Ticats alongside Jeremiah Masola. He's back for another year. I honestly don't think that guy took a snap off all training camp, all week. Uh, if, if, if there's anyone who's uh, dying to go out there and hit somebody, Simone Lawrence is right there. Joe Van Santos Knox, uh, the new guy lining up at, uh, at Mike there, uh, the middle linebacker. And then we got Cameron Kelly. Uh, started uh, a couple of games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had an interception back in 2019. Uh, He's getting the spot at Sam Linebacker. And then in the secondary, uh, we got Jamal Roll at the corner, Frankie Williams on the other corner. Uh, Again, a bit of a surprise with uh, Cariel Brooks out on the one-game injured list. We got uh, Stribling stepping up. That's Channing Stribling out of Michigan. This is his first year, first season, getting a first start at the uh, halfback secondary spot. And Mike Daly, longtime Canadian, back there at safety. Siante Evans also at the halfback spot. So there you go. That is the Ticats depth chart as they're lining up. Uh, again, not a whole lot of surprises. The the biggest surprise, I would say, uh, Braylon Addison on the six-game injured list. So we'll have to get an update on Coach from that one uh, once the Ticats are back from Winnipeg. All right, uh, teed it up a little bit, but let's hear from the offensive coordinator of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Of course, the big news to start the week was that Jeremiah Masoli was going to be the starter, and uh, we got Tommy Condell, offensive coordinator's thoughts on that decision. Well, both of them are, as you alluded to earlier, with strong competitive, but the character that they have and each each one of them, and to be able to, they've already been there, done that in regards to supporting each other, meaning last year as well, you know, when uh, the injury took place. So they have already had that water under the bridge, so to speak, to build build that and build it strong, where you saw each one of them support each other. And they continue to do that. And it's a credit to, to themselves and how they lead their lives. I think they see the game now 
as, as in a whole picture. You know, they did, they see it that there's more people that are truly, truly involved in the whole thing. And then also you have to win the game within the game. And it's not just going out there and, and forcing a ball here or there, but also understanding that during the game time that it's, it's, it's let the game come to you and not force the game. Well, they both, they both deserve as much as they, let me tell you. I mean, those guys are always actively involved in the game plan. In fact, all the players are, but uh, uh, obviously the quarterbacks are uh, heavily involved in it uh, as they, they run, run the machine. So, but when they come in and they have their plays, they're just going to put it high up on that whiteboard where I really can't reach it without a stool. So uh, they know that it stays up there. So uh, they're, 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 they've already had their coaching hats on, and, and I'm very excited about uh, their input. And it's, it's solid, and it's, and it's right. That is the offensive coordinator of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Tommy Condell. And uh, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a good problem to have, to having two guys who are capable of playing starting quarterback and that's, of course, exactly what the Ticats have in uh, Jeremiah Masoli and Dane Evans. So we'll have to see if uh, if Tommy has any tricks up his sleeve uh, heading into this one. I would not be surprised if we see some uh, some Tommy foolery, if uh, if we can call it that, in in this one against the Bombers. Uh, having two quarterbacks, who knows? Maybe, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't, I don't want to tip anything. I don't, I don't know anything, but uh, who, who knows what we see. Uh, from Masoli and Evans in this one and throughout this season. Uh, as mentioned earlier in the week, Jeremiah Masoli, the longest-serving member of the Hamilton Tigers, in fact, the, the co-longest-serving member of the Tigers, that's a title that he shares with Jeremiah Masoli. And you talk about guys who have been through thick and thin with this organization, uh, no better sums it up than those two gentlemen, Simone Lawrence and Jeremiah Masoli. And having such a close relationship for so long, we had to know uh, what what... Simone's reaction was to knowing that, uh, uh, to hearing, excuse me, that uh, that Jeremiah Masoli would be the starting quarterback. Um, honestly, it's uh, it's kind of cool just to watch the progress. You know, I know he was. I remember like it was yesterday when everything happened in Winnipeg. I remember how heartbroken he was because I know how hard he works. You know, I trained with him in San Francisco, and you know, he just looked at me. He's like, "I'll be back," and you know, just for watch him put that into motion and make everything come true. You know, I'm just super excited and can't wait to watch him ball. Jeremiah is one of those people where he's soft-spoken, but when he speaks, it means so much. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's, like, one of the only guys in, like, part of the crew that could just, like, when he yells or when he says something, everybody's like, oh, snap, what's up? Like, you know, everybody gets chills, like, oh, all right, cool. Like, what's up, man? And it's just, like, he's one of those guys that can get everybody in the board because I think he – play he sees it from both perspectives like he's like he's one of those quarterbacks that I say is a dog quarterback you know like he gets it <laughs> it's it's impeccable especially to give credit to Jeremiah just watching him drop dimes today I was like oh snap that's my quarterback and then you got Dane and he dropped one on us today I was like Oh, snap, that's my quarterback, too, but he's doing it on us. But, nah, it's definitely – we got two star quarterbacks, and it's fun to practice against, and it makes everybody better. And I think it makes everybody come, come, and go, come and go for an individual goal. That was Simone Lawrence as he spoke to the media earlier this week. And uh, you, you can tell he's fired up. Of course, Simone Lawrence, I'm sure he has been waiting a very, very long time to go out on the football field and actually hit someone – on the other team, 
Yeah, it's probably been since the last time he saw this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team at the Grey Cup. Someone's going to be fired up for that one. All right, it has uh, been a long time away from football for all of us. And uh, everybody's got those Christmas Eve jitters. But what about someone who's covered, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 games, openers in his uh, his career? Maybe, I'm not sure if I have that number right, but Steve Milton from the Hamilton Spectator. Milty, uh, for however many games you've started, for however many season kickoffs you've done, uh, you're still getting those uh, those butterflies ahead of tomorrow's game. I'd rather be there, but it's so exciting given the two years, Louis. I mean, I, I think it's you're probably going to be able to feel it and, uh, you know, full crowd too, right? So, uh, you know, we write all about that uh, in The Spectator today, and, and uh, that's that's all uh, uh, very, very exciting, you know. Um, and I think – I can't imagine what it's like to be a player. And I think Jeremiah Mazzoli told us yesterday that uh, – or on Tuesday, I guess it was – that, that uh, he's not really going to know – exactly how to feel until he sees the other team on the field in their uniforms. I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. And the one thing I was surprised to hear Jeremiah say, Jeremiah say when we talked to him was uh, he, he, he wants, he, he can't wait till that first hit, right? I mean, he hasn't said that. He hasn't said that yet, but he, he said that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And, 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 I, and, I, and, you, and you know, there's a, a lot behind that, right? I mean, this is the team he was hurt against. Right, it's been two years plus what uh, ten days or something since he uh, last took a live snap against this team, and and uh, you know maybe we'll see a quarterback sneak on the first play. Who knows? <laughs> so I mean, those are the kind of things. So uh, uh, you know, I think it, it'll be uh, it'll be really really interesting given that the, these are two of the teams that that are basically expected to be there when this this is all done uh, at, at the end. But but uh, they're as Orlando Steiner kept pointing out this isn't it's not a slam dunk uh, you don't know what two years off is going to do to anybody let alone a collective uh, shaking off the rust that's something coach O talked about yesterday and something that uh, I know you were you were asking about writing about because there is a rust factor um, yeah. that, that there that you really can't measure because really that you can you can look to the NFL you can look and I know that they have I know that they've talked to their counterparts with such a long layoff but nothing really compares to, to what what they're going through between games no no it it uh, it I, I just don't I don't know how you can judge it uh, they they did what they could to talk to people in the NFL and the uh, and NCAA every single coach of the staff and I'm sure every member of every coaching staff in the uh, CFL did that heading into training camp, but they aren't exactly comparable because most people did get to play a little bit somewhere, whether it was in training camps or, or in delayed spring, say spring football, if you were in lower division one or, or div two in the U S or, or maybe some training camps, there's a few players, but, uh, but, but the, nobody is compared directly to what happened in the CFL, partly because, because of the border crossing. Well, all because mostly because of the border crossing, the rest had to do with finances. Right. Yeah. So uh, let's take a look at this uh, tie cat step chart. We mentioned it earlier yep. on the, uh, on the broadcast here, but maybe I guess the biggest surprise for me was the addition of Braylon Anson to the six game injured list. He joins Devere Posey. And now it seems like all of a sudden that, that uh, depth at the receiver position that we were talking about so much during camp is going to be tested right away. Yeah. And they, you know, that, you know, my, when, when Braylon hadn't played much, you knew that perhaps he'd be he 
he could be a kind of guy that they might slip in and you could probably go. But once he didn't, once he really didn't go on game day two and day three this week on what was that Monday and Tuesday, you kind of sensed that something was, that's why I was surprised that some of the earlier cuts were among those receivers, but I think they had to work with the people that they had. And I think they tried to look for similar types of people. And, and it's clear that experience paid off here um, for when you take a look at who's, who started, you know, Tucker was, was here last year. He was the fourth leading receiver on the team. Right. And so, so he steps in. Jalen Marshall, who had some experience uh, last year and, and uh, just a little bit, but uh, they, they were familiar with it. They, they got the head start. And a lot of the things that we've been predicting for several months now, that when they did get going, perhaps with a good team that was expected to win in a shortened season with no exhibition games, it was really going to uh, benefit you to have had some experience with the team. And, and that is clear by that, by, by this roster. Well said. Steve Melton from the Hamilton Spectator with us here on Ticats today on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, the offensive line, obviously, Chris Van Zyl was someone who was limited in practice. I think you and I kind of uh, were, were believers that we wouldn't see him here in week one. But you look at that offensive line, uh, Coulter Woodmansey, basically the only the only depth guy on there. What are you expecting to, to see from those uh, six players that are on the offensive line here today or tomorrow? Well, there's a couple things here. Uh, you, they haven't played in a while, so you know there's there's going to be some rust there. So th- those players are going to want to play a lot of snaps, and then they have quite a bit of time off after this, right? So uh, you can't afford to have an American uh, lineman uh, on the roster. So they're, they're, the the roster is designed uh, and has been for several years to to take this flexibility. We you know I've talked about this an awful lot, and I've written about it a lot. Uh, so Woodmansey, um, when you look at it now, there's only one guy I think starting in the same spot that he. Uh, as, as we wrote in the spectator today, uh, uh, one guy starting in the same spot uh, that he did in the great cup game. And that's Revenberg at left guard. I mean, uh, Sorokos of course started uh, in the game, but he's moved over to center from right guard. And then you got Kay Okafor, Jesse Gibbon and, and Tate. Uh, they've all been around the team, but it's a real good chance for those guys. So Woodmansey, I mean, they drafted him pretty high for a reason and, and he can probably slip. So th- this is designed to, to maybe he can spell people on the way through. And if there is an injury there, I think I can't think of a position where there could be an injury that that it's not taken care of here. If it's a center, then Gibbon moves over and, and Woodmansey goes uh, or Woodmansey goes straight up at center. If that's the case, a guard, same thing. Uh, he could fill in at one of the tackles just to get you through the game. And then you'd bring in somebody off the uh the practice roster for the next game. And that would be an American league. And again, that's, I mean, that's one of the factors everybody's going to be watching is you know, what do the bodies do in actual game action? I think, you know, right. the Ticats are confident in their training staff and in their recovery. And I think, you know, based on what we've seen the last three weeks that they feel they're, they're, you know, as close to a hundred percent game ready, but you'll never know until well, you, you never, actually go out there. You never really know. And the, I think the other thing we should mention about this, and we started writing about this about 10 days ago in the spectator is that, uh, uh, you ha- they've got to go with six Canadian offensive starters. So you couldn't put an American in there because you couldn't have replaced an American with an American uh, on the offensive line, right? You've got to, yeah. you know, if a Canadian goes down, you can't replace them with an American uh, in this situation because they're tight. They're, they're locked into it. So you've got Unger, you got the four guys across the line, you've got Ungerer, and, and you've got uh, uh, Erlington and uh, Thomas Erlington and uh, – and clinic. So they actually have seven there that, that, that they can go yeah. there, but it's, but you, you know, you may want to, and, and, and a great, great break for, uh, uh Ternoski from, uh, Sir Alan McNabb. He gets, he gets it not only onto the PR, you know, he had a tough fight there, but now he gets to actually dress for his, his first game. 
um, you know, and he, and he, he can, I, I don't know if he'll be the holder, but he could be um, for the kicking. I doubt, I doubt that he will, but he's the backup. If Unger goes down, he, he gets to play, or that's one of the spots that you now go down to six Canadians on, on offense. Another great story, uh, Burlington's uh, Miles uh, Manalo, of course, uh, looks like he's going to dress uh, for his first game. Uh, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, I know they usually call the last draft pick in the CFL draft, but Miles Manalo, uh, a Western product. Uh, before I let you go here, Melty, I do uh, want to get your thoughts on the secondary, because I think that was a question that, that people were looking at with the, the departure of Rico Murray and the retirement of Delvin Bro, and now... They're in a spot where okay, there's no Carriel Brooks either. Yeah. So I mean, especially that that halfback side uh, with Roland uh, and Stribling. How I mean, it, do you do you think that's a spot that Winnipeg is going to look to to maybe ex- exploit a little bit tomorrow night? Well, I think they will. Um, but, but remembering, Roll played a lot of lot there. I mean, uh, Delvin Bro was hurt, hurt a fair amount last year, uh, or in 2019. So Roll had played there. And and uh, you know showed that he can he can be a starter. I mean that, that's that's one of the spots they were looking at. All you that maybe one of the new guys would uh, take him because it's it's very very definitely relates to uh, four down football. It's the same kind of spot, right? It's one of the few positions in the uh, uh, in the back seven that that re- is very similar to what you would play in four down football. So that's why you see an because it's basically head up coverage. Uh, yeah, I think they were they'll probe it uh, because you don't. I mean, halfback's the hardest spot to play in this league and d- defensively, uh, in my mind. Uh, it may be maybe the uh, Sam linebacker a little bit because there's not much like it. But halfback in this league is really really different, and they did they probed there last in, in the Grey Cup as well. So I think they will. Now the guy they they tended to probe with was uh, a lot of times was Adams, and he's not playing. Um, so they'll, uh, there'll be some people out there, uh, taking their shots and hook and curl in there. And that's where Simone Lawrence and the communication with the Mike Daly there. And remembering Mike is, is, is starting, uh, because Tunde Adelike isn't, um, and they got a lot of, what do they get? Four or five, six potential starters on the injury list, two of them on the sixth game. So. Yeah, Don Jackson, Carriel Brooks, Chris Van Zyl, at least six, yeah. Teddy Laurent. Yeah. And it's, uh, not the way they envisioned, but I think, uh, this is this is the next man up mentality that Coach O has talked about uh, in his time. Well, Winnipeg's doing that a bit too, right? They've got a few. They've got a couple out. I mean, Andrew Harris. Yeah, huge, huge, huge loss. Uh, most outstanding uh, Canadian, and of course the MVP of the Great Cup, Melty. I I know you're a busy man. We got Forge, we got Tie Cats, we got Honey Badgers. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks, and uh, thanks to the spectator allowing me to do this, too. My thanks to Steve Milton and the Hamilton Spectator for letting him join me today, and uh, my thanks to you for tuning in to today's program. Really do appreciate your support. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It's, uh, we're on podcast form here on the Ticats Audio Network, and speaking of the Ticats Audio Network, no show tomorrow, but we will be streaming live starting at 7.30. Uh, myself and Andy Fantuz will get you set with the pregame show Getting set 7.30, like I said, we're on the air. And then at 8.30, we'll hand it off to RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker, who will have the call. Andy and I will be back for the halftime and post game, And, of course, it's all streaming live on Tidecats.ca or the All Access app. And you can also catch it on Radio 900 CHML. All right, my thanks uh, to again for Milty for stopping by. My thanks to you for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Our first broadcast, our first game. It's the Ticats and the Bombers. This has been Ticats Today on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis B., hoping that you have a great day.